0: And welcome to another episode of In My Sweats with your host, Jay Menz. This is a place where you can learn and laugh with your girlfriends. You guys have no idea how lucky you are to be graced with the presence of Erin Haig. You have no clue because she is the pricing whisperer and she will go into your business and change like everything. So you can start bringing in more money and she has a literal formula. So she's like the legit human to go to. So let's just, let's start with how did you even get into numbers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am a self-proclaimed math nerd and I (laughs) wear that title proudly Um, I don't know. I just always was good at numbers my whole life. I was just really good at math. Mm
0: -hmm. Math was
1: my favorite subject. So it's no surprise that my daughter's favorite subjects are, uh, are also math and they are both very, very good at it. Um, but I just thought that way, even as a kid. And then I never understood in like math class, why people were getting wrong answers. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I just remember in my little, like, Seven-year-old brain sitting in class, kind of boiling over with frustration because I didn't understand why the kids around me just couldn't grasp the numbers. And I just remembered thinking, like, I'm surrounded by idiots. But <laughs> then I realized that no, I'm prep. I- I'm the odd man out. Like I uh-huh. and I only recently discovered this you know within the past let's say 5 years um which is now why I'm making a business out of it because i never realized that people didn't think in numbers the way that i do <laughs> and that i'm i'm the weird one
0: you are the so weird
1: one i'm going to package it and sell it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did you go from being super good at math in school and being like why doesn't anyone get this to now that being what is bringing in so much revenue for you? Like, how did that become like, oh, I want to do this for my life?
1: It wasn't what I wanted to do for my life. In fact, I grew up in a, uh, a family of theater professionals. My mom was an actress or is an actress and director. My dad was a technical director and a playwright. And I grew up, um, dancing and being in shows and singing <laughs> and I went to a conservatory for musical theater and I thought that I was going to be a Broadway performer. <laughs> and then one Christmas, I feel like this is where therapy always begins. One <laughs> Christmas day, um I like came out of the theater closet. I just I realized that I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And although my parents were extremely successful, they weren't like financially stable to the point yeah. where I knew that I ultimately wanted to be. And I had like what I call my coming out moment. Mm-hmm. And I stopped Christmas. It was like <laughs> if you heard the soundtrack, it was like ah was screeching halt. And then I was I just well what happened was <laughs> I feel like every good story starts with what happened was <laughs> um my mom was wrapping up all of these theater gifts because I was a musical theater major in college and I was home from conservatory and I opened up the first gift and it's like the entire collection of Rogers and Hammerstein and I was like "Woohoo!" and then I opened up the next one and it's like the entire collection of Sondheim and then I opened up the next gift and it was my old costume from when I played Cinderella <laughs> into the woods and it was that one that was the gift that broke the camel's back I just I started to cry and every- my sister, I just see it so clear as day. She rolled her eyes and she's like, Oh dear God, she's not going to ruin Christmas. And I just said, I don't want to do theater anymore. And it was like the world came to an end. It was, it was like a family of doctors had their like prize child Mm -hmm. say that they wanted to join the circus. And my family was like, "What?" Everything came to a screeching halt. And then the rest of the day was, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And I really, honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just left the musical theater department and I enrolled in statistics. Whoa. I didn't have a major yet. I was undecided, but I was like, I really miss math. And so the first class I enrolled in after I quit musical theater was statistics and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then After that class and you graduated, then what?
1: Yeah. So I started working in corporate, uh, sales. I started working for a weight loss company, LA weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I got into, I was a, a, center manager and then an area supervisor and then a corporate sales trainer. And guess what? It was all math. It was like the mm-hmm. perfect gift because I needed the stage presence. Cause you're on. And when you're doing mm-hmm. consultations with people and, you know, I always, believe that the sales process is kind of like storytelling. You yeah. know, you're, you're taking your client on a journey. Yeah. And so the theater background really uh, was helpful in that. But what I loved most was the numbers and like, what are my conversion rates and how many leads are converting to packages and how long are my clients staying and what's my client retention and how far am I off from sales goals? And before you knew it, I was like on my own creating spreadsheets <laughs> just for fun. And Then I got laid off from, and I was making this company like millions of dollars. Right. (laughs) And then from there, I continued in corporate sales and health, wellness, plastic surgery, medical spas, laser hair removal, teeth whitening, all the things. Whoa. And then I was laid off in 2008 because that's when the economy, Uh you know, Uh crashed. And I just decided at that moment that I didn't want to work for anybody else. I had, I was making a lot of money and I was making a lot of money for other people, but mm-hmm. I only had like two weeks of paid vacation off. And that was the thing that really killed me is one of the, the final straws was it was our, it was Christmas time. It was our year to go up North to spend Christmas with my husband's family. And I put in my request for my time off for Christmas and the request was denied. No. And I just remember thinking, how is it that I can dedicate so much time and energy to this company and make them so much money? And they're going to tell me that I can't take off for Christmas. Yeah. And it just, I was like, I'm never going to put myself in that position again. And I'm going to open up a business. So I opened up a Pilates studio (laughs) and people are like, well, you probably open up one of the least profitable businesses you could (laughs) But I went into it with a very different mindset. I went into it with the mindset of I'm owning a business Mm -hmm. and I put all of the systems and metrics and numbers and all of the stuff into place that I had learned working in uh, corporate America. And I had a very, 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 very profitable business.
0: Did you, when you opened that studio and you had all the business acumen, did you have someone else? Like, did you develop a team or were you pretty much doing it on your own?
1: So initially I was doing it all on my own. And then as I grew, obviously I was bringing more team members on, but even five years into owning the studio, I was, um, I had two babies under the age of two Mm. and I was hospitalized for viral meningitis. And I remember being at the hospital, one of the doctors said, you must be so stressed. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not stressed. And they're like, you have two babies under the age of two, you (laughs) run a business and you're working a lot of hours. And I guess I realized that I just, oh my God. Hey, Eric, Sorry. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Real life. Um, so anyway. Um, so you okay. had
0: the two babies, you had the viral meningitis, and did they attribute that to an overwhelming amount of stress?
1: Yeah. So it was like five years into owning my studio and everything was going well. Like I was paying myself, we were making money. I had a team. It was great. And then I landed in the hospital with viral meningitis Mm -hmm. and the doctor, I remember coming to me saying, you must be really stressed or maybe not even phrasing it that way. I think he just implied, and you know, you, you live a really stressful life. And I kind of questioned that. I was like, I don't live, I don't have stress. I'm not stressed. He's like, you have two babies under the age of two. You own a business and you're working like fifty to sixty hours per week, and I was like, "Yeah, but I'm not stressed." And he's like, "You're in the hospital with viral meningitis." I think <laughs> you are, and it was kind of like I had this aha moment mm-hmm. where I had to completely evaluate my life, and I was like, "I am running myself into the ground, and I have to make some changes." So I invested ten thousand dollars to work with a coach. Who was going to help me kind of, I already had the systems in place, I already, but you need an outside perspective, you you know? Mm -hmm. So just to shift some things and to make some changes. And I did, and it completely changed my entire life, not just the business, but my life, because I could continue to make money, but I was able to remove myself from the business. And then, uh, three years later, I sold it for 40 times my original investment.
0: That was so cool. When, so the coach, how, or the investment you made, how did it change your business and your life? Like what was the things that she taught Uh
1: you? I lost you. It froze. I don't hear anything. I'm here.
0: I'm here. Okay. There you are. Uh, so what was the things that she taught you or told you or asked you or helped you create that changed things? Cause you already had systems in place. So what was her, you know, what was Yeah, that?
1: it was more about automating. So mm-hmm. I was in my business doing yeah. everything, wearing all of the hats. And yeah. this was, I was also operating on a different pricing model.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like every other studio, I was selling five, 10 and 20 packs and, I you know, know, basically selling uh, on a per session pricing model. And so I shifted when I was working with this coach to a recurring revenue model and I just started outsourcing. I hired my first manager. Mm -hmm. I, you know, hired, uh, different team members and I, over the course of, it was really two years when I was able to fully work myself out of the studio.
0: That's pretty good. You know, there's studio owners who are what, like 10, 15 years in, and they still haven't made the hires they need to make to Cause you have to outsource. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, since that experience, is that kind of what led to your outsourcing motto?
1: You know, I think it. it's interesting. I never uh, thought of it that way. I think so. I've always outsourced the things that I don't like. <laughs> um, I, I, that's always kind of been within my means, you know, yeah. and prior to that, I had very limited financial means to be able to outsource um, things, but I definitely always outsource the cleaning of my house always. So like there were certain things like that, but it wasn't until I had more financial means that I'm now like, we're outsourcing food prep and we're outsourcing, Mm -hmm. organizing my closets and we're outsourcing laundry and we're outsourcing this and we're outsourcing that because, um, you know, now I have the ability to do that where I didn't have that before. Um, but when you make that first initial investment to outsource, you kind of go into it in the scarcity mindset, like, Oh my goodness, I could totally be saving money if I just do it myself. But then things just open up. Like you open up that space and time. And then all of a sudden something else comes in. And before you know it, you're at a place where you can afford so much more. And it's the same in your business. Like just outsource one thing first, even if you can do it yourself. If you were talking to a new
0: business owner, what would you say to outsource first?
1: Oh, it's, I can't even tell you one specific thing. It's the numbers. Tell me what has mm-hmm. to be outsourced. Ooh, so I for that. Mm-hmm. everybody, it's different.
0: Is there any like main, you know, thing looking over? Cause you've worked with, is it 71 clients this year?
1: Yeah. This year. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Is there any common thread of like, do you see things that people are doing wrong or you're like, that could be a place where you could create more revenue if you only added this in or like any commonalities?
1: So the main one is people are not charging enough. And the main, what I see with everybody is they're undercharging and they, and it's not like, I think there's such a bad rap in the coaching industry of charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth it's not about that. For me, it's about charge what you need to charge in order to cover all of your expenses, pay yourself what you deserve, and have a profit. And so I have a very specific mathematical equation. And I have a beautiful spreadsheet <laughs> that helps me do this. And we just type in, like, what are all of your expenses? How much do you want to pay yourself? Uh, what are your taxes? And then that gives me, and what's your payroll expense, like all of these things. And then that gives me your monthly break even. And then based on your monthly break, even I then bake in, I've got three columns, 10% profit margin, 20% profit margin and 30% profit margin. And then that's going to tell me based at the different profit margin uh, percentages, how much revenue every month you have to generate in sales. And then I take that number. Are you, have, have, have I lost you? No, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Because usually at this point, people's eyes are crossed and they're just like, I don't care how much it costs me, just do this for me.
0: Well, I'm just thinking, was en- is anyone choosing, I want a 10% profit margin or is everyone like, did they go for the 30?
1: So well, I do all of my calculations based on the 30% profit margin, but I have to show 10, 20 and 30 because when most people start working with me, The first thing we do is a profit analysis. And most people are operating below a 4% profit margin. So the idea of going from a 4% profit, oh, this is a 4% profit margin without paying themselves, mind you.
0: Oh Uh, my God. Why does
1: that happen? uh, Because people copy their competitors' Uh prices, who copied their competitors' prices, who copied their competitors' prices, who copied their competitors' prices. And before you know it, Everybody in your area is charging what they call market value for services, but those prices were set 15, 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) Doesn't work.
1: Doesn't work. So (laughs) I show the, the 10%, 20%, 30, because if, if we do an analysis and show that you're only profiting 4%. And that's without even paying yourself a salary, which means you're actually not profiting at all. Yeah. Then to get you to a thirty percent profit margin, most people are going to go running screaming into the night.
0: <laughs> 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 they totally are. That is, I love what you do, and you get your clients such incredible results, especially when they're like getting it and they're in, and they, you know, it's just like with ev- any industry. If you're showing up for sessions. If you're doing the homework, if you're paying attention when the, you're doing your little people, people inputting into your own graphs, your clients are freaking killing it. So when they come to you, is there like an average of what, like, what are their main problems that you're solving?
1: So the main problem is, is that they're not paying themselves. Yeah. The, the amount of people who own businesses and are basically are, are volunteering for their businesses is insane to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I ask them, what do you need to pay yourself in order to continue doing this job? Nobody can quantify that. So then I have to spin it. And I'm like, okay, if you were to hire somebody to do this job, how much would you have to offer them in order for them to accept this position? And then they're like, whoa, I never thought about it like that. I would probably have to pay them at least $75,000. I go, yeah. okay, So we need to bake in $75,000 a year into what you have to make and they're like then they they're about ready to go screaming into the night <laughs> and then they're they're like they don't even probably
0: understand how it's possible because their business isn't even making enough money
1: oh yeah and that's that is what i love about math and i sound like <laughs> such a nerd but like people get they wrap too much of their self worth into yeah. their numbers mm-hmm. and i'm like you know, me, we've worked together. Mm -hmm. I'm not like this overly emotionally attached person, not to say that I don't have emotion, but like I make decisions very much from a place of numbers, What are the numbers telling you. And so when I see somebody get all wrapped up into the emotion of, Oh my God, I can't do this and this and that I'm like, literally, it doesn't matter what anybody else is charging. It doesn't matter what you Mm -hmm. think. The spreadsheet told you that how much money you have to make. And two plus two is always going to be four. You can never argue against that. You can never argue against what the spreadsheet's saying. In order for you to run your business, pay yourself what you need to pay yourself, and have a profit margin. This is how much money you have to make. Oh my God, I love it.
0: I love it. I love it because it's you can't argue it. You can't argue it and. I can imagine that people are like, okay, let's go, but they're still their own money stories that they're like, okay, let's go. But then do you ever find, do you ever find that you tell them this is how much you're going to charge and they just won't?
1: Um, I've had like two people in the history that I've worked with who say that they won't do it. And then I just, I can't continue to work with them because That's just the way it is. Most people kick and scream while doing it. And they're, they don't say I won't, they say I can't. Yeah. And then, you know, then they start to do it and then they pull back and they have fear and then they ha- come back with, well, what if I did this? And I'm like, what does the spreadsheet say? And like, <laughs> okay. Um, And so it's a lot of like, sometimes me dragging people mm-hmm. to it, but once they've arrived there, every single person's like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I did it. It wasn't that bad. I didn't lose clients. Um, but it's usually a lot of kicking and screaming.
0: That's so great. That's, that's such gratification for you because you're like, you know what you're doing. You're confident in it. You've done it so many times, which brings me to my next level, which is you've now brought on affiliates. Can you tell me a little about that?
1: Yeah. So I, I've just gotten to the point uh, where I am at capacity. I mean, Mm -hmm. right now, in order to work with me, you can't, I'm enrolling clients to start with me in February of 2022. So, and we're recording this, what is this? December 3rd, 2021. Mm -hmm. So I'm just at a, a, at capacity and I, I want to be able to like share this. I want to share the beauty of math with people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, would
0: that would be a masterclass title.
1: There you go. I yep. want to yeah. Um, but I can't I can't clone myself, uh, nor <laughs> yeah. would my husband want me to clone myself. So um <laughs> I brought on three women who I have worked with who are all like number whizzes in their own right. And they were clients of mine and they have been through it. So they have worked these spreadsheets and they have fallen in love with the spreadsheets as much as I have. And in fact, they have even updated the spreadsheets with things I never even thought of. And they're so pretty. (laughs) And so I brought on these uh, three consultants. They will be starting in January of 2022. One is located in Australia Mm -hmm. because that's just a really hard uh, time zone difference for me here in Florida to accommodate. I have one in Geneva, Switzerland, and then another one in D.C.
0: Unbelievable. And okay, so what do you think like the major, maybe if there's one or three shifts that happened from last year for you in business to this year, like because you've grown insanely, what is like the thing that you're doing differently now that caused your business to skyrocket?
1: Um. I definitely, when I started working from you, uh, from you, (laughs) when I started working with you, (laughs) I feel like by saying, uh, when I started working from you, I'm like sucking your soul dry. (laughs) Uh, That's what that sounds like. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like when I started working with you, you pinpointed something that was like pretty eye-opening to me because I was doing all of these things and I was doing all these things that I thought that I should have been doing mm-hmm. because that's what everyone told me that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like any of them. <laughs> and you were like, but when you talk about spreadsheets, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. You said, I don't know what it is, but when you talk about spreadsheets, you're on fire.
0: uhhuh. And-
1: I just decided that what is the thing when I' with the client that I get most excited about, and it's the calls when we're doing the math and yeah. it's the calls when we're doing all of that. And so I just dialed in on what it is that I'm good at and what it is that I love and what it is that most people suck at and need help with.
0: It was you had such rapid growth because you're so good at so many things, and I remember you talking about sales and you're like, well, I've been doing this, but the way you talked about it, I was like, you need to cut that out. We're eliminating that part of the business immediately because you can have all these courses and do-it-yourself trainings, but you lit up like a kid in a candy store when you're like, but it's the math. And I was like, whoa, math genius, (laughs) open hard there. (laughs) Okay. So you have your affiliates. Now, what else is happening next year?
1: Yeah. So this is huge. And this is something I'm really excited about because you know, as we've been working together, I've been thinking about, um, what are the things that I love and why is it that I even have a business and I have a business because I want financial freedom. And why do I want that? I want financial freedom to be able to have the freedom of time yes. and to be able to travel. Like that's what I want to do with my, tra- my time. I love like luxurious, exotic travel. Yes, I love it. Uh, it's my thing. And I was like, what can I do that combines my love of luxurious travel and my math nerd love of numbers. And it hit me. I'm going to start hosting luxury and business retreats Mm -hmm. in like really luxurious, exotic locations. And I'm going to invite business owners who are kind of at that next level. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you back. Uh, What was it? Four years ago, I attended my first retreat and mm-hmm. I was so prepared with like a three ring binder, a counter, <laughs> a notepad, a three hole punch. I literally packed a three hole punch and brought it with me to the retreat. And I was all ready to be taking notes. I'm going to learn all this strategy. And I get there with my backpack of office depots. <laughs> like I literally brought office depot with You're me. Like to- I brought my
0: printer. <laughs> my
1: ruler <laughs> I've got a protractor <laughs> and I didn't even open up the backpack
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, imagine my disappointment not being able to use three whole bunch uh, but I it was all about just like what's the next level because everybody who had been invited to the retreat had already reached a certain level of success in their business we right. already had the strategy nailed down we already had that part it was Let's think bigger. Let's yeah. think beyond what you currently have. And it was at that retreat that I knew I had to sell my studio and I came home from that retreat. I told my husband, I'm selling the studio and he's like, I don't know what you took while you were at that retreat, but I'm like, Nope, this is what I have to do. And I want to create a space where, not that I'm going to convince business owners to sell their businesses, because not that's not the intent. But yeah. the intent is to like you're already at a place where strategy is working. So how do we, yeah, get you to the next level? What is, and it it might be what's the next level inside your current business? What are multiple streams mm-hmm. of revenue? How mm-hmm. can we start um, expanding your wealth? So a lot of like wealth growth strategies. Mm-hmm a lot of just like business and life expansion and really like how to infuse luxury in your business and in your life. And luxury is different for everybody. Right? For me, it's, you know, an all-inclusive beach vacation, but in Bali, but for somebody else, luxury might just be clocking out at two o'clock.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So speaking of these retreats, Tell me what's uh, going on for next year.
1: Yeah. So that we have the inaugural retreat taking place here in Palm Beach, Florida, where I live. And I mean, come on, there's come on. no place more luxurious than Palm Beach, Florida mm-hmm. in winter, mind you in <laughs> March. Um, so all of you who live in a cold place, you can escape to Palm Beach, Florida, uh, March 2nd through 6th. Mm-hmm. And I rented this huge mansion. Everybody is getting um, private accommodations, their own private suites at the mansion. The house has um, a, its own sauna, walk-in sauna, its own oh. pool. I'm hiring a private chef who will be preparing meals at the house. Uh, we will be doing work. <laughs> it's not just a vacation, <laughs> but I'm trying to like fuse, Yeah. Uh, business and pleasure. And you can can do both. And so you'll check in on Wednesday night, the second, and you'll have the whole night to yourself. Mm -hmm. There will be like yummy foods, local Florida favorites. And then Thursday and Friday from nine until two, we will be doing these like mastermind high level workshops. And then after two o'clock, you'll have the rest of the day to relax, to enjoy the pool, to enjoy the beach, to explore Palm beach, do whatever you want. Um, then on Friday night, we have a private cocktail hour and dinner being hosted at a local restaurant, which is open air restaurant called Ravish. And then Saturday, is a VIP pool day with me and it is just champagne service all day around the pool, (laughs) soaking in the Florida sun. And it is all brainstorming sessions. That
0: sounds like an orange dreamsicle that I would like to have in my hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I picture that, like, it just sounds so ooey gooey, delightful, luxurious, pleasurable. Like you said, It's combining and integrating both business, luxury, pleasure, fun. And one of the beautiful parts about master uh, retreats is meeting the other people from around the world who end up, you either end up working with them, hosting like a masterclass. These people you meet, you don't forget about ever.
1: I, the people that I met in my um, mastermind are some of my closest business friends. And I even hate exactly. to put the word business in front of it. I feel yeah. like you connect in a way where you're genuinely friends. Like yeah. we have gotten together out, outside of that, outside of business. And if, you know, one of my fellow masterminders took herself on a solo luxury, all-inclusive trip just by herself mm. to this amazing hotel here in Miami. She's from Austin. And when she was here, she's like, do you want to join me? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And so I went, drove down to Miami. We spent the day together. We didn't talk shop at all. You know, it was just like talking about life and where like, what a difference life is now compared to when we walked into the mastermind uh-huh. with a backpack full of supplies.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So how many spots are left for the retreat in March?
1: I only have four rooms left.
0: Oh my God. So People, is there like a early enrollment rate ending soon or what's going on there?
1: So right now uh, we have luxuryandbusinessretreats.com is the website. You will see the uh, four rooms posted right now, what's available. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, anybody who enrolls by the end of the year is going to receive a complimentary in-room massage during yes. the retreat and they will receive a private VIP session with me during the retreat.
0: Damn Gina. That is a freaking two for one Bogo. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So they go say the website again, luxury
1: in <laughs> business retreats.com.
0: And then say that they're like, yes, absolutely. And then they also want to find out about you and your offerings. And if they can't work with you, they can work with one of the three women that you hired. So where did they find that info? Yes.
1: Yeah, so they can go to pricingwhisperer.com.
0: Beautiful.
1: Yay.
0: Thank you, Erin. Anything else? Or are you like, that is, that is the cookie with the icing on top?
1: I think that's the cookie with the icing on top. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I get excited when I see people, um, come to me for the first time and they don't even know, they don't know any of their numbers and they're so intimidated. They have this narrative Mm -hmm. that they have been bad at math, bad at numbers. And so they've gone into business and completely avoided them. And then the best thing is like, when somebody, if you calls in says you actually make math fun, or I'm (laughs) excited to look at my spreadsheets or I'm excited to pull the numbers. And I'm just like, that makes my little math nerd heart. so.
0: (laughs) All I know is that when Bodhi has problems with math, I'm going to be like, so I know who you should go to. And it's not me or your father. It would be the pricing (laughs) whisperer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was so funny because one of my daughters, uh, Stevie, the older one, came home, and she goes, "Miss um, Andrews asked me uh, what my mommy does, and if my mommy does something with math." And I said, "Yes, my mommy teaches other people how to do math in their business." And my teacher said to me, "Well, that's why I'm good at math."
0: Oh, that is the highest compliment you could receive.
1: I know. I was like, "Yay! I'm I have I'm raising two little math nerds."
0: and they're never going to feel dumb about math, which is, I think that's a big part of the mission of your business is so people feel empowered with their numbers. So they don't feel like the numbers have control of them and they can have control of their numbers so they can have a prosperous business.
1: Yeah. And really the, the numbers are actually very, very, very easy, but because (laughs) like people go into it thinking that they're bad at math or bad at numbers Um, They automatically assume that it's overwhelming and they'll never understand it. But what I love doing is laying it out so simply Mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, duh. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. That's so easy.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I guess it is like at the beginning, super intimidating. And then once it starts clicking, they're like, whoa, why didn't I why wasn't this in business one on one?
1: And it should seriously yeah, I it package should that. That's you what can. it
0: should be. Yeah. Yeah. You could do like a business 101, like a super basic foundational one. I swear you probably have a masterclass of it already, just like the bare minimums. And then once someone gets a little taste and they're not so intimidated just by learning like one to three things, then they can be like, okay, now I'm ready for more. But to go from the people running into the night, to being really empowered around their numbers, I'm sure that they walk around a lot taller.
1: Yes, and then it makes decisions inside their business so much easier. And then they're not like emotionally agonizing. I literally, when a client boxers me and says, "Aaron, what do you think about this? My response every time is, well, what do the numbers tell you? And now I have clients say, they're on Boxer, they're asking me the question, Aaron, what do you think I should do? And then they say, oh, I know you're going to say that I need to ask what the numbers told me. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. And then, you know, they do, they do it themselves and they're like, okay, this is what the numbers told me. I'm like, yep, that's the right decision. Yeah. You're like, okay, thanks for making my job easy. Bye. <laughs> Remember that beautiful <laughs> spreadsheet I made for you? Plug it in.
0: That's so good. Uh, okay. You know where to go. You, I will put the two website names in the show notes, but she is the pricing whisperer for a reason. So reach out to her if you have any confusion with the numbers in your business or you feel like, okay, I am ready to know my numbers. So it takes the emotion out. Thank you, Erin.
1: Rock, rock. Thank you, Jay.